This is a HeadGum Podcast. Laura Lane here, and Angela and I are about to start the show in just a second. But first, I want to thank one of the sponsors of this episode, Southern Comfort 100 Proof. Now, guys, I know how it goes. You have a date. It goes well. You want to invite them back to your house or your apartment afterwards. You're like, hey, why don't I make you a cocktail? And then you get over to your little cocktail area and you're like, oh, shit, I don't know how to make a cocktail because guess what? None of us do. None of us know how to make a cocktail. Yeah, I have like five how to make cocktail books in my bar area and I can't make any of them. I've never made one of them. But guess what? Southern Comfort 100 Proof is great all on its own. And it can also be exquisitely paired with many really simple mixers such as cola, lime juice, ginger ale, seltzer, or sour mix. And not even all of those combined. I'm saying literally you just put some Southern Comfort 100 proof and a little lime juice and you're good to go. And you bring your date, a delicious cocktail, things go well, you start making out, I'm going to leave the rest to you. It is delicious. It's got a fruit, spice, and whiskey flavored liqueur. It was created in New Orleans by a bartender in 1874. So it's got some history. I don't know if that means anything, but it sounds cool to me. So guys, stop trying to make these difficult cocktails and pretending that you're like a barista or bartender because none of us are, okay? With Southern Comfort 100 Proof, you've got easy to make cocktails. So stop making things so complicated. You'll have a distinguished taste and a flavor profile and unique blend of fruit and spices all for your date. They'll be super impressed. So go and get yourself some Southern Comfort 100 proof. Visit southerncomfort.com or twitter.com slash southerncomfort. Live comfortably. Drink responsibly. You can even pause this episode and go make yourself a drink and then listen to us with your cocktail in hand. Now let's start the show. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-authors of the book, This Is Why You're Single. And every week on the podcast, we discuss a different reason why you're single. This week's reason is you're too worried about a timeline. Yes, you are. Also on the lineup, we are talking about what's new in dating news, the next demographic surging in online dating, and what neuroscience can tell you about a happy marriage. Then we are diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions. But first, we want to introduce you to two very special guests. She was the director of our first sketch show, and he has been our This Is Why You're Single co-star since the show started. They are one of our favorite married couples. They are both hilarious and talented comedians here in New York City who recently tugged at our heartstrings in a docu-series called The Skin Deep where 30 couples interviewed each other. The series won an Emmy and was a huge hit on Glamour.com. Please welcome Keisha Zoller and Andrew Kimler. What's going on, guys? Hey. Okay, they're ridiculously cute. They're holding hands right now. It's like, come on, guys. Too much. Uh, It is too much. (laughs) Now they stopped. Um, Okay, we loved... We've known you guys for years now, but I felt like we learned so much about you when we watched your interview and the one thing that is very obvious when you watch the interview is how open and blunt you guys are, like pooing, sex, nothing is off limits. What would you say that you learned about each other that you didn't already know? From In- the interview? Yeah. Not much. You I- guys were surprised at the answers, I felt like. No? It was more like the the answers were reinforcing things that we had either suspected or like danced around mm. or, you know, things right. we knew but we didn't know we knew. 
Yeah, I would say, so we just did our follow-up to the Skin Deep, and they asked us even more personal questions, and I think I surprised Andrew with how frank I was. It was pretty frank. (laughs) And uh, depending on the cut, uh, you're going to learn so much more about us as a couple. Uh, I'm fine with it. Andrew blushed. <laughs> we'll see. Ooh, Wait, give we'll us see. some, give us some a teaser. Peaks. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing is, uh, hopefully this question makes it, uh, what do I, what do I do to get Andrew in a good mood? I'm not going to answer it now because Andrew might explode. <laughs> Wait, does he mean like horny mood <laughs> like a or sexual? No, like when he's had a bad day, like oh, what oh. do I do to make him happy? Oh yeah. And the answer would surprise you. Wait, I don't You'll want to come well, on. Well, now you have to follow really? up and watch. You, you have suckers. to watch the next episode of the end. Yeah. It's, okay. uh, and our episode, uh, so watch the first skin deep and then, you know, follow up watch that second one yeah learn even more about us yeah, that's that's a good teaser i feel like everyone's gonna definitely watch it now yeah um also everybody in the comment section was like going crazy for you guys you were getting a lot of like relationship goals these guys are like telling me i like when they say fuck you to each other yeah <laughs> it's, it's nice to see like positive comments like on a message board and it's well like, just yeah. a bunch of yeah you know, you're used trolls. to having yeah trolls yeah. Um, why do you guys think that your interview resonated with people? Because I think we're very honest with each other and we're very playful and for better. No, for, we're not. <laughs> I will kick you in the dick right now. <laughs> we could say dick, right? Yeah. yeah you, you can, can say, say anything. We said fuck you. So I'm assuming <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe they, they have some weird kind of system where we don't say. talk about genitals. It's at the all. internet. <laughs> you can say anything. Yeah, and literally do anything. Yeah. I've seen it. Uh, <laughs> sometimes with you, Andy. Yeah, those are special nights. Those are weird nights. Yeah, yeah. We They're usually not sexual at all. It's usually, do you think people do this for sex? And we... It's usually down. preempted with some sort of a stimulant <laughs> or alcohol. Yeah. Okay. The, okay. <laughs> put put our put our lifestyle on blast. Uh Yep. How did this come about? How did you guys get picked for the documentary? <laughs> Honestly, we were still oh. pretty hungover from getting married. Like we uh, got married like a month before we did the documentary, uh, and um, uh, one of the people involved in the documentary, uh, her name is Julia. I, I had worked with her years before doing catering and things like that. Um, and I think I, I I literally had met her a few months before and was like, yeah, I'm about to get married. And uh, and so she contacted us not soon after and was like, we have this thing. You'd be perfect. Come on in. And I like I'm so happy we did it. But getting there, I was so grumpy and you were grumpy, too. It was and a the, rough day. The L wasn't working and there the were G no wasn't working. cabs. And it was far from everything, and we were just huffing and puffing, and we got there a half hour late. And then when we left, when we left, we were like super excited. Yeah. It was like a Aww. therapy session yeah. in a way. Yeah, it was. It was a bit like going to couples therapy and having that like, oh yeah, this is why we're happy to be together, kind of thing. Well, tell people a little bit about some of the things you talk about in the series. Yeah, like what was we've, your favorite question? Yeah, we've seen it, but I don't know. If, I don't think we're allowed to play a clip. Uh, I don't know the rules. (laughs) I would say like um, some of the things I think we talk about is just like, like my favorite moment is when I 
say the moment I decided that like I wanted to spend the rest of my life with you or attempt to spend the rest of my life with you. You know, you know how I feel. Uh, <laughs> it's all an attempt. <laughs> and um, that's from this one. In the future one, I think we got asked a lot of questions about our, our fears mm. that I think uh, if you can look out for this next one, the when we talk about our fears and... Um, well, I remember you saying that your biggest fear was him dying. And that really stuck with me because I was like, oh, yeah, that is my biggest fear with my partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that doesn't go away. Yeah. Like that's that's always going to... Once once you have that, it you'll always have it as long mm-hmm. as you're with that person. Sometimes yeah. even after you're with that person. What? Well, I mean... Who if, is she? If you were to leave <laughs> I'll me... I'll find her. If you were to leave me, I would hope that you would still hold out. No, I want you to die. Yeah. I mean, I mean it would be a nice <laughs> I, thing. I mean, yeah. I don't want Noah was... to die. Yeah, exactly. See, there you go. My ex, uh, I don't want him to die. No, I mean, 11. I hope don't we don't die. want anyone to die. Right. No, yeah. no. I, I'm a... I, I almost said pro-lifer, but then I was like, nope, nope, that's not what I am. That's not <laughs> but I know what you I am. mean pro-life I'm, as in adult human lives outside, yeah. pro-life's outside of the womb lives? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once right. you you shoot straight out of that vagina, I want to high-five you and try to keep you <laughs> yeah, alive. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's a good policy. And She's then, broken a lot of babies' wrists. <laughs> yeah, All right. I, I high-five very hard. And uh, even though I am uh, absolutely pro-choice, I feel like I have to say that now. I was like, no, I'm pro-choice. <laughs> you don't have to say that. You no. I had to. I had to. It was my woman's obligation. We signed a pact. Not sure if you're aware of it. There's like a large pact. All women sign the moment they can sign their name. The writing on the bathroom wall is right. (laughs) Uh, The the men's room is different than the women's room. Yeah, we just talk about the different pacts that we think women have. That's cool. Yeah, That's great. You should form your own identity then in the men's room. Uh, better men than I have tried. <laughs> well, anyway, you guys are clearly really funny and banter together. And you've collaborated before on stuff, right? What's your policy on uh, couples collaborating? You guys are obviously pro. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it works for us. And I think the, one of the reasons it works for us is we we were working together comedically before we were ever even dating or thinking of dating right uh we've been doing comedy together for seven or eight years in different facets yeah that's weird to think about so like we've been like making sex jokes before we like we're making making sex sex. wait so how long have you been together for uh we've four and a half years uh, almost five in the in the spring i don't believe and like he should to give people some background he should directed our sketch show that andy was in and i don't ever there was never a weird moment it was very much like okay she's the director i'm shooting her as a director it wasn't like oh i'm this is my girlfriend or this is my fiance directing me it was all very professional yeah, they and, never they never humped in front of us right yeah. there was no that you know of. oh yeah. hey yeah uh we get our sneaky humps in when we can <laughs> but we try because you're professionals yeah. yeah we don't want to make it weird but yeah, we, you gotta we keep... want to enjoy ourselves exactly well, we... you gotta keep it fun on set yeah. absolutely well like we're working on a project right now with internet action force that's been pretty cool and i think we just like have a like there's clear creative boundaries and i think one of the things we talk about all the time is there are things comedically i think andrew excels at much more than myself and there are things i think i excel at 
And I think there's a level of respect and understanding of like, Andrew is awesome at punching up jokes. Mm. Like dialogue is super fun. He, he can nail it. And when it comes to like pulling out the big director vision of some of the stuff we work on, I'm able to zero in on that. And there's yeah, a lot big of big picture. I'm very much big picture. That's like us. Honey, that's like us. Honey, my work wife, that's like us. My work wife. Angela's yeah. the like punchy line joker. Right. I'm overall big picture. Yeah. Yeah. Keisha's also your work wife, just literally. Literally work wife. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, work we like working work. together. Like we, we've, we've done a good job of establishing boundaries of like where, where you know we can we can kind of leave our, our marriage outside the door and then come back to it um, without the two infringing on each other really yeah um, yeah like Keisha said we we respect each other's abilities and talents mm-hmm. and we try and because we are good at different things we when we work together we really try to complement each other more than anything rather than try to have one person's uh, voice or ideas or vision kind of overwhelm it we we try to find ways to work in concert yeah i mean we're in the process of writing a web series together Mm -hmm. and developing some other ideas even beyond the iaf things and hopefully there's some other exciting things we can have this year that like are really cool because we got there together yeah yeah we've been we've done a, a pretty pretty good job of building a lot of projects together yeah. Well, I can't wait to see the rest of them. Yeah. <laughs> One thing you guys talk about in the gla- is it called? Would you call it the glamour interview or the skin deep interview? The skin, I guess? skin deep. The skin deep interview is you talk about how people respond to you as a biracial couple, and you wouldn't think that in 2016 that would turn heads, but you guys say it does. Depending on your neighborhood, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, what's been your experience? Uh, I mean, typically it's looks a. Of- approval or disapproval um i'm still uh like it's something that it's hard not to be aware of and like it's hard because we're not in a post-racial society and no, no. and people are still what is it only 15 percent of people are actually in an interracial couple so for a lot of people it's still like what but you're mixing (laughs) and it's like, yes, we are. Okay. (laughs) I don't know if I like it. It's like, well, you don't have to. Yeah. We don't call it mixing. We, we just call it marriage. Uh, That's all you, that's all, that's all it is. That's all this is. (laughs) Okay. Oh (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) Uh, yeah, no, we, I mean, I, I think most people aren't bold enough to, uh, confront us with anything like oh my gosh what you're doing is a sin because but they say it with their eyes on the subway sometimes sometimes uh that's so bizarre to me like i can't i i mean but i'm but i understand i'm like that doesn't it doesn't surprise me because there's a lot of people that are assholes and that are very stupid but it's it is surprising because it's it's new york because it's new york and yeah right you would assume that it's the best case scenario here. Like right. We're, we're dealing with the most open-minded people and progressive people. Yeah. And <laughs> I feel like it comes from different sides. That's why when, like I was joking with the neighborhood, if we're in a predominantly white area, they're going to look at me. 
if we're in a predominantly black area, they're going to look at Andrew. Yeah. What was like the joke that you? Oh yeah. Well, what was the joke you had in the um, <laughs> in the series? You were like, "I'm going to bring you to 125th Street." Oh yeah. Oh, what yeah. was that about? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you want to feel uh, that one? Okay. Uh, sometimes <laughs> Andrew and I like to challenge each other to like, what is the worst thing we could do to <laughs> just, each just other? A little, a little preempt. Uh, we like to make each other feel uncomfortable. Uh-huh. For That's fun. nice. It's, yeah. which it's a game we is play. A lot of fun. I think we all do that with each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, probably not to your extent, but go ahead. Yeah. And so Andrew's set. So Andrew. Uh, I'd love to hear if you can remember your example of what you would do to me to make me feel uncomfortable. I, at that moment, I don't remember. Uh, it was like, take me into Barney's and accuse me of stealing. Oh, yeah. Oh, my, oh my God, like that's that. so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and mine was taking Andrew to 125th Street. And you called me a what? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I didn't remember it's that dangerous. part. Yeah, well, That's one would very get, dangerous. One would get one of us thrown out of a store. The other would get us physically hurt. Yeah. Well, um, you don't know. You don't know. I could be hurt. Well, I hope, I hope you guys never actually try that with each other. On that note, we are going to move on <laughs> to what's in the news. Angela, what have you been reading about? Okay, so guys, guess who the next wave of people on uh, online dating is? I'm going to guess seniors. Ding, ding, ding. Where's our sound cue? Ding, ding, ding. Oh, <laughs> okay. It. That was up. it. Coming up. <laughs> yes. that was. Good. I liked yours better. Um, anyway, yes, Keisha is right. Senior citizens, which apparently uh, are considered 55 to 64 now. Uh, really? They wow. know the age? That's like wow. my parents. Um, so, yeah, they're all getting up on online dating. Mm-hmm. My dad, actually, his ex-girlfriend from high school is on a commercial for, like, ourtime.com. Wait, she's shut like, up. She's, like, on a roller coaster <laughs> with uh, another older gentleman. And you're... they're like, woo, we found love late night. Okay, I, you're... I bet I can guess why she's on that roller coaster. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Is that, like, an orgasm? Is that what that's supposed to mean? Um. Andy, did you mean an orgasm? And I, I just meant the, rumb- <laughs> the rumblings of the roller coaster. Your dad company. is like so calm. At least every yeah. time I've met him, I can't. What was what was his reaction when he saw someone that he knew on this commercial? Predictably, um, it, like no reaction. My mom was like, "Oh my god, that's Joanne!" And my dad was like, "Oh yeah, Joanne. She's on a roller coaster." There's Joanne. She's on a roller coaster. <laughs> um, so my dad's ex prom date as proof older people are online dating that's hilarious what's also funny is older people are um, more likely to pay for online dating so these they, they like the that ones that doesn't are- because by that point they're like this is I don't have a lot of time left I've got whatever much money I have left it's lasting me for the rest of my life which isn't that long I'm going right. to use it to find a love of my life right right I love well, of the rest of my life is that morbid no, no, or love for now. I, there's right. people who are looking to. I'm sure there are people who are on there just down to hook up, right. yeah, which so, for them might be the rest of their life. You don't know how old they are. And yeah. so, wasn't there a thing about? Tomorrow. Wasn't there a thing about like STDs being an issue? And it's yeah. a big deal in in retirement in retirement homes. homes. They're, yeah, they're just filthy. rampant. They're yeah, rampant. yeah. Because think about it: if you're in a retirement home, there's om- only so much uh, like checkers and mahjong and <laughs> yeah. like, all those yeah. games you can play before you're like anyone down to fuck. Yeah, and it's exactly. not like you need condoms because most of the people or They've I would assume menopause. everyone has been through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. you can get chlamydia. But what I don't get is when you're that old, 
I'm there's doctors in there. Are you constantly having medical attention because you always have things wrong with you? So wouldn't chlamydia, herpes, or whatever you have wrong with you be treated? Yeah. Like, why is that? How uh, does it get well, so rampant? It's like it's because it's they're they're fucking too much. <laughs> like it's because the doctors can't keep up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if you're like like humping ten dudes and oh you're God. like it's the time of your life. Are you really going to tell your doctor about all 10? Or are you going to tell him like <laughs> about two? And then all of a sudden it's an epidemic. And I was going to say, it doesn't surprise me that age range uh, is online dating because that's like the same age group. That was like the second wave of Facebook. Right. So they're like yeah. used to social media. So now they're like, yeah, social media. Now let's fuck. Right. They're like, I know how to use emojis. So <laughs> I want to get the most for my dollar. I so wanna... I'm paying for yeah. my fuck app. <laughs> you know what? More power to these people. Yeah. So you read about this. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I should credit my source. Um, that was on Wall Street Journal blog. And it was written by Georgia Wells. Georgia Wells reporting on the old folks. Thicken. I love it. Get it. Get it, oldies. Yeah. So if you see like a 65-year-old on Tinder, just beware he might have an STD, I think is the moral of that conversation. Oh, now you know what to get your grandma for her birthday. Lube. Lube. (laughs) And a dental dam. Yeah, there you go. Be responsible. Uh, I know. I guess the one good thing is they could just like take out their teeth. Anyways, all right. Different kind of. Mm. Not going there. Different kind of dental dam. Okay. Um, (laughs) I, you want to know what I've been reading about? Yeah. Okay. I've been reading New York Magazine. This is a story by Abraham Reisman. He wrote about so a team of neuroscience in Canada decided to peer into the brains of a bunch of longtime couples to see what was going on in their heads. And he basically studied how they interacted when they saw pictures of their partner. It's kind of like a very complicated study. Uh, but all these women had their brains scanned while watching a video of both their spouse and a stranger tell an emotional story. And they were somehow able to see that the way the brain reacted when they saw their partner being happy. And then they compared it to the couples that had happy marriages and the ones that didn't. Anyways, the moral of this whole study that was very complicated said that those that pay attention when their partner is happy have a longer marriage. Meaning so if if I'm having a bad day and my husband comes home and he's had like this great day and he wants to share with me, there's definitely been times where I've been like, oh, that's great, but, like, I'm in such a bad mood. Like, it's all about me. Like, I'm not – I don't really want to talk about that right now. I'm, like, grumpy in the other room or whatever. But it's – but if, on the other hand, if I forgot about my troubles and responded and what felt joyous for Mm -hmm. his happiness, we would have a long – we would have a longer marriage. Does that make sense? Am I Yeah, you're reinforcing positivity. Yes. So basically when somebody is happy, like, even if you don't really care (laughs) – just like be really happy for them pretend to care be, yes be supportive and be happy for that person are you telling people uh, to lie to their spouse yes about it's the secret feel? to long a long so, marriage they found so lying fa- you got a fake empathy okay, until well, the, you make it they weren't even saying the whole fake thing but it's <laughs> when they found that the women who are more willing to roll with the unexpected when their partner is happy example when you're having a bad day but your spouse mm-hmm. comes home and wants to tell you about something those people that did that and were more willing to like just bask in their partner's happiness when their partner had something happy happen to them uh, had longer marriages and happier marriages. So it's less lying. It's more being like selfless. Selfless. Do 
do you guys think that makes sense or does that how do you feel about that makes sense yeah. i mean if andrew's having a a day that he needs to talk about more than mine he wins ding 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 and <laughs> i feel like it goes both ways and yeah then- i think we we do a pretty good job of celebrating each other's victories like last night i came home and you surprised me with not only like a nice dinner, which, by the way, thank you, uh, but like a nice bottle of uh, spike sparkling cider, like just because you were in a good mood and you're, mm-hmm. you know, and, it, and we got to share a nice experience. Yeah, and I asked you about your show and how you were doing and how oh, work was. What what show is that? Oh, uh, it, it's the show I, I was doing for the last few weeks. It's called "This Is Why You're Single." Oh, oh hey, oh, I know that. I've show. heard of it. I've heard of it. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good show. Uh, yeah, I, I I think that study makes sense because I think the moment you stop celebrating your partner's wins, I think, I mean, you're just, it feels less like a union because I feel like my wins are your wins and your wins are my wins Yeah, in a way. I, I've noticed this when I was thinking about it. I was like, this is something that I think... I- I, you could apply to any aspect of your life. Like when your friend has something exciting happen to just, mm-hmm. just, just remember that when your friend is excited, it will mean so much more to them to be happy for them. And like all the little things, remember a few weeks ago, I was all bummed out because I made, put together that, the stupid picture frames and Nick didn't care. Yes. But your friend cared, but your friend as in you, Angela cared, <laughs> but also your other friend had like much more positive, like she, constructive feedback. She was like, Oh, rearrange them. They look great. Oh, my friend. But no, but I you was just cared. like, yeah, they look nice. Yeah, no, that's true. But you, but just the fact, that you cared i was like it put me in a good mood towards you and a cranky mood towards so there you go yeah but i would say i have to make a point that 99.9 percent of the time nick is always basking in my the whole week (laughs) in your happy the whole week he was so nice about everything i've rarely seen that guy with a frown on like he's always i know he's the nicest man ever i'm so lucky it's crazy um but yeah, just something to remember with friends, with anybody in your life. Just make sure you bask in their happiness. Yeah, if they're happy, you should be happy. Yeah. Um, that's it for the news. We have some personal news. Yeah, Ooh. tell them. We're going to be at South by Southwest doing a live podcast, you guys. Woo! We are, you know, we are beyond excited about it. It's yeah. so crazy. I've never been to Austin, Texas. Me I either. cannot wait. We are going to be joining uh, Gilmore Guys. Yep. And and Josh's Mind House. Josh's Mind House. That's right. Which Our, is another podcast on the HeadGum Network. Yep. We are so excited. I had a friend who was at our show and he, he was saying his sister is obsessed with Gilmore Guys. I was like, oh, we're going to South by Southwest with them. No big deal. Yeah. So that's going to be March 10th at 8 p.m. Uh, at the North Door in Austin. So if you live in Austin, come to Get the some show, tickets. Before we move on, we'd like to thank one of our sponsors of this episode. Our sponsor is Red Flags. Now, guys, one of my favorite things to do in the entire world is to throw game night parties. I get some wine, I get some cheese, I invite a lot of friends, and we sit around, we get drunk, and we play games. Well, guess what? I have got 
a new awesome game for you. I think it's going to be the next big hit game. It is called Red Flags. It is from the creator of Super Fight, Darren Ross. And this is a game that's all about dating. So navigating the dating world, as we all know here at This Is Why You're Single, can be tough. But Red Flags is here to remind you that, trust me, guys, it can always be worse. Red Flags is a tabletop game in which you and your friends try to make each other some awesome dates with these things called positive attribute cards. So you've got a deck of white cards, you got a deck of red cards, your white cards say a bunch of awesome things of potential dates such as they're the best sex ever, they're a rocket scientist, they're a vampire, but like the good sexy kind. And then you've got a list of red cards, which are bad things, such as they're a compulsive liar, they won't allow Wi-Fi in the house, or maybe they bring their mom to a first date. So the fun is in the argument. You play with these cards to convince your friend why your potential date is the best, and you win the hand. Angela and I have been playing this game all week, and we are officially obsessed with it. So go get the game Red Flags, and guess what, guys? You're going to get 20% off if you use our code SINGLE. To purchase the game, go to redflags.com. They're going to deliver a copy of the game to your doorstep. Also, make sure to follow them on Twitter at Red Flags Game. Go play the game. Send us some pictures of you playing it. Now let's get back to the show. All right, guys. It is time to jump in to our mailbox. Angela, what's in the mailbox? Uh, in the mailbox, we have a question about bro codes from Emily. All right. What does okay. she want to know? This is what she writes. She says, a guy recently asked me out for coffee. I met him through a mutual friend and have known him for a couple years. I said yes to coffee, but now I'm not so sure. See, I used to hook up with one of his best friends, and he definitely knows that. Although me and the friend have been done since August with minor rekindling in October. Oh, uh, hey. Uh, hey. I know. I think it's kind of weird that this guy is hitting me up now. Isn't there some kind of bro code on this? He is really nice and really quiet, but despite that, I'm trying to fight the notion in my head that he's just trying to see if he can also hook up with me. Competition. Guys do like competition. <sighs> um, she says, should I go out with him? or just avoid it important follow-up question she says i'm really not into him in the least so i don't want to waste his time but like it's just coffee right any advice would be greatly appreciated so we have two issues here first being she's concerned about the bro code second she doesn't really care about him i feel like the second question just answers the first (laughs) First, question yeah like only because like beyond bro code it's like if you're not interested in him and you don't foresee like, oh, we could form a meaningful friendship, it feels like it's just kind What's the of point? Waste. You're spinning right. your wheels. But also, the bro code is not her issue. That should be between them, right? Like, it's kind of not... Well, she's worried that she hooked up with the one guy... And so maybe he's like respecting the bro code by not like wanting anything serious with her. He just wants to hook up with her. Maybe that's like that is thing. dumb as shit. I feel I like you're know. if there is a bro code at all, you're breaking it by hooking up with the girl. But right? also, she uh, also wasn't that serious with the other guy. So if there was a bro code in place, like I don't know if it would apply. If they were a serious, you know, if they were in a serious relationship, I can see that. If they're just hooking up, then like it's right. kind of like you know, do your thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess everybody's different. Some guys might have an issue, but conceivably these guys could not really care so you say just don't go out with him don't even bother getting in that mess up you're not interested in this guy anyways that's what keisha seems to think like if you're not into him you're not into him i mean it's that thing of like just because you're bored doesn't mean you should (laughs) right because you can a lead people on and b now you've created a reputation and a weird 
friend circle that you might not want because say you go out with him lead him on and they have like a conversation about it you don't want to be the topic of that conversation especially when you're not like you're not passionate about it so if you're not into it you're not into it leave it alone if she's looking for a good time and she just wants to like go like she should be able to yeah, do whatever she wants yeah, without having to yeah, worry about that. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it doesn't if she's not into it, why force why force it? Yeah. Right. Like yeah. let it let it be. And like it could wreak havoc and not that it should. No slut shaming. Um <laughs> yes. Power to that. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah if if you want to hook up, hook up, girl, but the bro code's not really on her to figure out, yeah, I no. think. But also, right. she's not into this guy anyways. Yeah, so, like, so why waste your time? And that's what I think The what stuck in my head. I was like, yeah, if you want to hook up, hook up. You don't want to hook up with him, so why so are don't, you yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I right. think that's a simple answer. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. Angela, is it time to move on to the reason of the week? Let's move right along. Guys. What's the reason of the week, Angela? You're too worried about a timeline, Laura. Yes. This is a big reason that I feel like a lot of guys and girls, they start to freak out about at a certain point. And this could happen at any point. I mean, I certainly see it a lot with my friends that are older and they're like, I want to be married by this point in my life or I want to have kids at this point in my life. But I also see it at any age, you thinking that you should hit certain milestones by a certain time when you start dating somebody like, Oh, I've been on this many dates. They should be my boyfriend or I've been on this many dates. We should have had sex by now or whatever it is. Right. And then once you start dating them, girls start freaking out about uh, when they're going to get married. And then there's that timeline of like, yeah. Uh, yeah. That affects people. Yeah. Usually that are more that are older, but mm-hmm. it, the, the timeline issue can affect you at any age, whether you're in high school, college, whatever. Yeah. Um, did you guys ever ha- freak out about timelines? When you were dating, no, whether that it's, sounds like no. such a waste of energy. Right? I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. No, the only timeline uh, that kind of came into play was how long I could keep saying no to Andrew. Because <laughs> you're a baller. I, I knew pretty early on I was going to marry her. Um, oh God, you too. So, and I kept saying no. Yeah, I asked her a bunch. Um, wow. And I didn't, you know, it's not some, it's not something I ever thought when we started dating. I was just like, oh yeah, you know, and we'd been friends. I was like, oh yeah, this is, she's very cool. We're going to hang out. And the hang out, we were hooking up and then, <laughs> and then very, very quickly we, you know, we fell in love and, and things got serious and, and I, we had both just gotten out of serious relationships. Um, I had gotten out of a very long, uh, like a five year long relationship, uh, like six or seven months prior. Same Z's. Uh, so when, uh, when you're, when you're with the wrong person for that long and then you find the right person, like you just kind of know, you know, I was like, Oh, this is what I never, I never saw in my previous relationship. This is what I want. Um, so yeah, even though I had only been broken up for a few months, um, I, I wasn't going to pass on this and I'm glad it worked out. Yeah. I have to say I'm guilty of worrying about a timeline. (laughs) I think we both are. I never was until I met my person who's a person I'm with. And I would say I was never like, I never gave a shit about getting married. I never even thought I didn't even know if I would. And then like maybe like a couple dates 
uh, into my relationship with Ian, I was like, we have to get married. <laughs> a couple dates in. I mean, not like out loud, but that little you were, scary voice you, in my head. I do remember you saying, like, when's he going to make me his girlfriend officially? Yeah. And I do remember, I remember everything that, was that I was. about a timeline, though, and more about me being uh, insecure. Yeah. But I like dating other people. <laughs> even for me, yeah. I'm so again like now I I feel like I'm like preaching the don't worry about a timeline, don't have a timeline. But then when I when you're in the relationship and you start dating someone that you really like, I definitely was super guilty. I was like, when are we gonna move in together? Like right. when's he, I remember him waiting he asked me pretty early on to be his girlfriend, but then he waited like seven months to say I love you. And I remember thinking, like, when's he going to say I love you? When's he going to say I love you? Like all of the timeline stuff. Right. I, I did. I fell for it all. I fell for it And it's it all. also hard when you have friends around you that are, are hitting certain milestones, I think. Yes. That you're like, I'm stunted. Why is everybody else getting there before me? I mean, it's like puberty. Always yeah. compare yourself to other people so you know how insecure and inadequate you are, right? right. That's right. how love should work. Exactly. Like, you're never going to exactly. know what's wrong with you if you don't measure yourself against others. It's exactly. so hard to not <laughs> measure yourself against other people. Like, I tried so hard. I couldn't. I couldn't help it. And then I wanted to. And then it's everybody was getting married. Like, when are we going to get married? I mean, thank God he was patient and like put up with all of that. Because he's right. a bigger person than me, yeah. but when you're ready, you're ready. When like, you're ready, if, you're I had, ready. if I had married my my last girlfriend, I'd be miserable right now. Right? Yeah, I wouldn't have found the right person. So exactly. it's worth the wait. Right. And what I, I actually I love the line that we have in our book about uh, what is it? IVF is cheaper than a yeah, messy say, divorce. I say no. What's more expensive than time. yes? So as far as people worry about like babies and stuff, mm-hmm. but we're talking about creating a new living being here with somebody is this really something you want to rush into with a guy who might not be in the picture in a few years the only thing more expensive than ivf when you're 43 is a custody battle with some douchebag that you let inseminate you too early on so basically like don't don't rush things with what because you might be rushing it with the wrong person right yeah, you can always freeze those eggs exactly and on exactly. that note exactly we are about to have the reason of the week Breakdown. Before the show, we had Andy and Keisha fill out our milestone questionnaire. We mention a relationship milestone and they had to try to remember when they hit it. And we wanted to test and see if they both guessed the right, like the right weight. Right. If, if it was the same. Yeah. Same answers. Same answers. Um, so Angela, why don't you kick this off? Okay. So our first question was, um, when did you make the other person a favorite in your iPhone? And Andy's answer was in the first month. Yeah. Yeah. If not sooner. Yeah. (laughs) Keisha's answer. Never. (laughs) I haven't done it. Oh my God. She still has me listed by my full name. Yes, I do. I have everyone in my phone with their first and last name, except for like my parents. So I'm going to say they did not get, well, I guess it's true Andy had it within the first month. Keisha just never had it. Keisha's so still waiting to hit that. Keisha's still waiting. So yeah, we'll uh, see. That one, was, that one was not I the same. Not. Whoa, sorry. That's really loud. I'm going to turn that down. <laughs> that was really wrong. That was really, really wrong. Okay. Um, all right. I'll take the next one was we said, when did you first officially start calling each other your boyfriend and your girlfriend? Andy said a few weeks Keisha said a few months. <laughs> Andrew, 
Yeah. I do not remember the conversation <laughs> when I was like, we I remember had, it was July. No, it was later. Uh, cause we, uh, it was after that fun night, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we had said, I love you. Mm-hmm. And then the next month, because I remember it was my birthday month, I was like, so we said, I love you. Does that make you my boyfriend? <laughs> and you got so mad because you're like, I said, I love you. Of course I'm your boyfriend. I was like, nah, if you don't say it, it ain't true. Because so, I'm not about that life. I was I'm like, I'm going to love someone I'm just hooking up with. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. I, I don't know. know. <laughs> and I That's wasn't. a lot of wasted energy to fall in love with your hookup. I, here's the thing. I live in New York City. I, <laughs> I was like in that like my state of mind where I was like, ain't no thing until he makes a promise. I don't believe nothing. I Gotta be- spell it out. Yeah, I don't believe them hoes. Yeah. Walking the streets. You know me, walking the streets with them Just hoes. Being a hoe. Yeah. All right. Okay, so. This next one's a fun one. Yeah. Uh, the first time Andy pooped in Keisha's apartment, he said the first night, or the first, <laughs> the first time Keisha pooped mm-hmm. in Andy's apartment, she also said the first night. You guys are great. You guys yeah. are great. Whereas well, I know, poopers. I know Angela's story. Angela refused to well, poop. I always say, no, no, no. I say in all my relationships, at some point, there's like a coming out where it's like, I have to sit them down and be like, I have to tell you something. I poop and I'm about to do it right now. <laughs> Just so She's like, know. up until then, she hopes because that Because otherwise you like think- pretend you're like, oh, I'm going to go check my phone in your bathroom. Meanwhile, you're touching. Keisha's looking at her like she's crazy for saying that. Hey, I want you to look at everyone you meet for like the rest of this week and go, you take jookies. You take a nasty, stinky jookies. Sometimes they're hard. (laughs) Angela's like one of those like, girls don't poop. No, I'm not. I just happen to have like poopy issues. So what kind of issues? (laughs) I mean, like, okay, I'm so glad this is being broadcast. I don't know. Whatever. I like have a sensitive stomach and sometimes I have to take my time. Okay. Yeah, take your time. <laughs> yeah, you I, I, ce- I celebrate your poop. <laughs> Thank you. Pooping's great. I know you're both very oh, pro- poor, Angela. You're both very pro poop. Laura, on the other hand, hey, you're making fun of me, and you and Nick don't ever talk about poop. We don't talk about you're it. You're married. Yeah, we're married. Mar- you've been together for how many years? Like over six years. Uh, we have. N- and I have. Laura has never said to him, "I have to poop," and I have no idea. I assume he has never pooped. We don't talk about it. It doesn't happen in our house. Does he just save it until he goes to the studio? <laughs> I honestly, <laughs> Starbucks he's never been in there like for more than a minute. Like, I, 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 it's and you're not even curious. You'll broadcast this conversation. He's never farted. He edits this podcast. I'm sure. Wait, wait. I've never, he's never farted. You've never I've smelled each other's. Never farts. heard him fart. I'm, I'm gonna put this out there, Nick. You're editing this right now. <laughs> why don't you ha- why don't you have a conversation? Or better yet, why don't you just let one rip? Yeah, just let I one rip during dinner. I kind of like keeping a little mystery, and if it's <laughs> that's this the mystery, scary, that's what people area. say. There's deeper mysteries. You than know, this. I don't necessarily want to know about his poops, and I kind of like him thinking that I'm a poopless lady. I really hope people are listening to this podcast over like breakfast. Yeah. Sorry, bon appetit, everyone. Yeah, hopefully, you're not having chocolate pudding oh, or corned beef. Oh, come on, okay, guys, <laughs> corned beef hash and chocolate pudding. All right, poopy. Our fourth anyway. question was: When was your first real fight? Andy said two months. Keisha said six months. What was the fight? Sorry, 
I don't right. remember what it was about. I do because was... you were drunk. <laughs> no, you were. Drunk oh no wonder too. she doesn't remember it. No wonder drunk. No wonder she drunk. said six months because uh, at the two remember. month fight she doesn't remember she was drunk. No, no. You, you came. I I remember leaving you. Uh, we were we were in uh, Hell's Kitchen and I departed because I was I was not. No, happy that's with you. not the first fight. What was the first? This fight? is about fight to be the second one. Was <laughs> On Bleecker Street, coming uh-huh. out of a sushi, sushi. Oh, I remember that. But we had a fight before that. Um, that was a really bad fight. No, that was our first fight. That was our first, like, I think we told each other to go fuck ourselves. <laughs> I, I think I told you to go fuck yourself. Yeah, you and you did. said back to me, go fuck yourself. And then we had that moment of... Oh man, I love you. That was we real mean. Do this. We, 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 we should do say that. That's, wait, you so. had that a moment immediately after? Yeah, yeah like, like good. Yeah, That's it was good. like it was. It hit a, a ceiling, and then we were like, Ooh, oh. "We took it too far." It was like this is unhealthy. Let's never do this again. Yeah, it, but it was like in in a lot of ways, it was good that we had that fight because it forced us to address each other. Uh, in a way that's a lot more respectful, and, and we talk Aww, we talk a lot right. of our shit out. Now. Get the f bombs out of yeah, the way. I mean, it's always good to get those out of the way. We still have our issues, but uh, it happens. Shit happens. Yeah, <laughs> Dookie happens. <laughs> See, yes, it does. Laura, shit's gonna happen. Uh, you can poop in our house. Farts Thanks. are funny. Just fart right in front of him. He'll never expect it, <laughs> right. and you'll have a story for years. Laura's very uncomfortable. All right, next never, question. Never. <laughs> first, all right, next question. The first time Andy felt comfortable enough to tell Keisha she had a booger in her nose. Andy said, within the first month, Keisha said, always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. From the get-go. Yeah, we've always been inappropriate. Good for you. That's great. Yeah. Um, and finally, Laura, final question. Okay, the first time you guys talked about getting married, Andy said within six months, Keisha said four months, sometimes, sometimes less than a year, or... At some point, between four months and a year, is that what that Less, means? Yeah. Some, yeah. yeah, so about the same. So, okay. Oh, I forgot to give you a ding, ding, ding. Yay. I dinged. You ding for the last two. Um, you guys are pretty much on the same page. I actually was really bad at keeping track of that. I would say 50% <laughs> was the same answers. Yeah, but the real answer is you're both winners. You're both winners. And timelines don't mean jack. They don't mean anything. <laughs> Okay, so we hope we have cleared up this week's reason. For more reasons you're single, you know you can check our book. You know where to find it. Thank you so much to Andy and Keisha for being on our podcast. You can follow them at... Uh, at Andy Kimmy. And on, on Twitter. On Twitter. <laughs> and yeah. Instagram, right? Um, it's the same, I think. You're not a big grammar. T- uh, well, I'm taking a pause from Instagram because my phone physically cannot hold the Instagram app on it anymore. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. So just follow him on Twitter. <laughs> follow me on Twitter. Yeah. And all my social media is Keisha Z. So K-E-I-S-H-A-Z or Z if you're Canadian. <laughs> and you can find more info on me at KeishaZoller.com and check me out on a new HBO show uh, coming out in a few months called Divorce. Oh my god, you're in divorce? I read that pilot. It's so good. Yeah, That's yeah. That's the uh, SJP? Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm, I have a re- recurring role. I'm going to be in a few episodes. So That's going to be so sick. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All um, right. And then make sure to check out Skin Deep. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, you guys deep. will love it. It's so good. And you can follow us at your single show. Mm-hmm. We'll be here next week. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 This is 
That was a HeadGum Podcast.